Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Lantern Recycling Podcast presented by Zwift. Zwift January update is here. More on that in a second, but this is the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race. I'll have to check if that's the longest name in World Tour One Day races. Maybe they're just trying to rival like Brugge de Pana and Kern Brussels Kerner. What's up with these Australian races, like putting brand names in front of every single stage in the center of Southern Thunder with every it? stage? And now Deakin University, Cat Levin's Great Ocean Road Race? Or yeah. what was that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, free plug for Deakin University there. Um, <laughs> maybe Benji's doing an exchange program um, <laughs> next year. Um, those overseas student fees, Benji, I don't blame you. They're pretty, <laughs> pretty heavy. Um, yeah. Like it was in the TDU as well. Do they do it in other races? Hmm. Not sure. Probably sure not before. in the tour or anything. I mean, we we shouldn't be too mean about it because it's like for once, depending yeah. on how you look for it, we've got races in a non-heartland country that also isn't a sports washing exercise. Although TDU you could maybe debate that as well. So <laughs> I've. Yeah, I've just proven whatever tangent that is. Anyway, this is <laughs> this is all about Cadell, who lives in Switzerland, I think. 140 Ks from Geelong to Geelong in honour of Australia's first or yeah, only Tour de France winner. Two ascents of the Chalambra Crescent after a sort of rolly parkour through barn heads before through Torquay where there's some sprint points, but it's all about that Chalambra Crescent climb in the suburbia of Geelong, 900 metres, 9% steep part at the end. And just after it is a little kicker to the Melville climb, 600 metres, 8.3%. It kind of goes, you know, under under the radar on this climb, on this parkour. They do that once, go through the finish line, and then they do Chalambra and Melville combo again, cresting Chalambra, Chalambra 8.5 Ks. I'm going to call it Chayambra. We're in Spain now. Um, and then Melville <laughs> crests 6Ks from the finish or so um, with a little flat, false flat downhill running, flat sprint. So two ascents, men do four tomorrow. What do you think about the parkour, Benji? You were saying off air you didn't mind it. I actually like it pretty much because like, kind of reminds me of like a, a puncher kind of world championships parkour. If it was like longer and if it had like four or five times this this climb then it would actually be quite a selective race i'd say so i think it's good parkour and it it showed in the race but you do have the situation where the initial part of the race is not the most entertaining huh because we just had multiple breakaways in this race we had a breakaway up the road initially with three riders then they got caught then a breakaway of two riders then they got caught then some attacks followed later but they got caught again and eventually we still have a peloton going into the last 55 ish kilometers where we've got some moves that i did not expect we're not at the Chalambra Crescent, not even close. We're like 26 kilometers before the first Chalambra Crescent. And Crescent. Sprat attacks. I got 
crescent. Wait, crescent? Crescent? It's not descent. Yeah, it's crescent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get I'll to laugh it. at you. You've been laughing at me for two and a half fucking years, saying <laughs> Belgian and Dutch places. I'm allowed to to have one, one time. Mate, I get to correct even, you. <laughs> even I'm getting roasted for the Belgian names because I I really? tried saying them in English by accident sometimes. Campenards instead of Campenards. Like anyway, really? oh, I'm wow. sorry. I apologize yeah. to the uh, Australian <laughs> government, to Patrick Brunsell, yep. to Premier koalas. Minister, whatever you have over there. Anyway, um, koalas, yeah. Sorry, koalas. And uh, I don't know. Did you have like those birds or something? Emus? Emus. Emus. That's, yeah, emus, that's what I'm yeah. most sad about. Anyway, on topic again, we had an attack by Sprat and Manly. As in, Sprat went first at 53k to go on like slide uphill, nothing crazy. She tried to like make a move happen for something and then Manly did something like a bit later, like half a kilometer later. I was like thinking, what's the point here? What are they trying to create? Are they trying to get like a situation with multiple riders up the road or did I get it wrong? Was it not spread? Was it a teammate? It was a really weird situation. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I do think Trek kind of relied on Sprat to be the attacker a little bit too much. I know she followed on first Chalambra. Um, I will give a quick shout out to Keely Bennett, who I met at TDU, who crashed badly at TDU. I didn't realize she was back on the bike already and she was in the break. So kudos to her. But yeah, it, Trek seemed to me, Benji, they didn't in TDU and they didn't again today. It definitely wasn't Chapman. They're not really using Chapman as an attacker. They use her to set pace, to do lead outs, to bring things back for Sprat, to defend when sprouts up the road yeah they don't use her strength yet as an attacker and in tdu and cadells at least and i think that might be a little bit of a mistake um they use hansen up the road in a little bit of a peculiar way which we'll we'll see see in in a second but yeah first chalambra it explodes uh, Double Hickok, EF have been good in TDU. They're good again today. They just don't have that your top rider to go with Sprat. Um, but yeah, Hickok, Double Hickok goes at the foot of the climb, Sprat's on the wheel, and then a, a bigger group forms with Adachaste and Noskova. That Zaf team actually is doing quite well here in Australia as well. Chapman, they're pacing for Sprat, Benji. I don't, I don't really think she should do that because Sprat, it's like, let's pretend, let's do an analogy. Let's say Chapman is Tej Benoit, extremely strong, versatile in the Yumbo Classic squad, but Sprat's not well enough. She's got one way of winning, which is going solo. She is not going to win a sprint from the group. Shouldn't Chapman, wouldn't it be more effective if she was used to attack ahead from that group like Yumbo did in Omlope? I think so as well. Like the situation that happened in Australia in the Australian champs, if I recall correctly, was them also rolling attacks and not necessarily pacing for each other because maybe they hadn't yeah. realized who was the strongest yet and so forth and it delivered Chapman a victory in the end. But into it and under, we switched towards what you said, which was Chapman working for Sprad, which worked out in the race, but eventually GC-wise it didn't. Now when it comes to this race, you've got two climbs. You can You can use Chapman on the first climb to try and do an attack or slip into a move and so forth while while Sprat focus on the last climb. That's possible. Or you can have Chapman force a move in between the climbs or before the climbs on, on the, or on that small climb after On Melville. The, 
Yeah, exactly. After the Chalambra Crescent. Crescent. Pretend that was okay. Crescent, okay. <laughs> I'm learning it. Probably, I bet you Americans will be like, that's not how we say it. Or, exactly. So I'm probably, I'm probably saying it just for how Australians say it. <laughs> it's not even anyway, right. It's not even English. I agree that there's more that that Trek can do with Chapman, and I think we're going to see that in the rest of the season. I think in like yeah. Ronde van Vlaanderen, we'll see Chapman be more uh, an offensive rider in the team, while they have stronger riders next to that, like a Balsamo and so forth, that will take more the leadership role in those races. But also when it comes to Manda Spratt, I I would say, though, while she can't win a group sprint, I won't say she's terrible at sprinting. As in, I swear she she got like full for third or something in that first sprint that Piccolik won. Yeah in the Tour Down Under, where she went on the right side of the road and still had a pretty good sprint. So it's like, if you got a 1v1 head-to-head sprint, I still say it's like 50-50 a lot of the time with a lot of the riders in this group. But that's not the case if you've got 10 riders. So Chapman is pacing Spratt in this group, this 10-rider group that creates itself on, on top of that first Chalambra climb. I'm going to say climb at this point. <laughs> and you're pacing her to the next climb. So that's what happens. And we do see Spratt making a move. Was it on Melville or was it like on the graphics at Queen's Park Road? But I think that's the same. Um, I think it might be that. Yeah, because I thought it would have been Melville. It's like a couple of Ks after um, the Chalambra climb. I think that's, yeah, that's where they should have gone with Chapman. And then Spratt sits in the wheels. But she yeah. she went there, but the bunch was coming back. They had Roseman Gannon, Manly. Um, there was no one else really helping Trek too much. A few people pulling through. I mean, Al Haste had Grace Brown behind, who she said was their leader before the race. So she was just mostly sitting on at this point because she's got Brown in that purple UCI leader's jersey. But as a reminder, the Swift Hub Challenge, you got one day left, maybe less than 24 hours once this is uploaded. Swift Hub Challenge, ride 25Ks, you can join, and then the code's redeemable. You've got to join within you know, 24 hours before end of 28 January, but then you can redeem it later. But you've got to ride 25Ks to unlock £50 or $50 or euros off a of Swift Hub, which is already the best value or best price trainer on the market let's try and break those 150,000 participants which is a crazy number um going on the zwift hub and then getting straight onto the zwift afterwards so go and check it out you can see the link down below don't miss out on that extra discount off a zwift hub if you're in europe uk or north america but yeah it comes back together and this is where the race, the tactics really start to uh, get interesting for, for me at least. Abergeist definitely talks to Brown and gets a free roll uh, to go for the win at that point, yeah. I'm assuming. And Trek then start to attack between, before Chalambra, last climb, with Hansen. But then Georgia Howe, Georgie Howe goes with her from... Jayco Alula and I don't really I don't know like if you're on another team does Hanson dangling 20 seconds ahead really scare you like how are they getting relatively better as Trek 
except for shouldn't Hanson just go on the front and just set like a steady tempo and make sure that Chapman and Spratt enter the climb in good position? I think the situation they're probably trying to create is send the rider up the road so that if Spratt attacks on that Chalambra, that Loretta Hansen can help spread out for a tiny bit still. Or they're creating a situation where they're forcing other teams to, to spend riders either chasing or hunting down Hansen. Because while you might think, okay, I'm, I'm an opposing team, it doesn't really matter, and Hansen is up the road, some other teams might still fall for that and might still spend riders doing that. And I think some teams probably started chasing her, like with a, um, a Georgie Howe and Lauren Stevens from EF as well. But those are also domestiques, so it's also exactly. not that they're using any leaders. So it's not really hurting as much as if, for example, a Manly would respond yeah. on that. But then again, Manly does respond on the next one. So I guess Hansen well, before attacks then, again. No. Yeah, go ahead. No, but before then, so Hansen got brought back. But then this happened on Corkscrew, right? Before Corkscrew, she makes the, the same mistake or the same mistake is made. She doesn't attack. Just before Chalambra. I'm not talking when she and Howe went over the finish line at the, yeah. at the sprint. I'm talking after. She goes to the front, Spratt's third wheel. I think she's doing a lead out. I'm, I don't think she's attacking. And someone lets her wheel go because she's pushing way too yeah. hard. And I think that because when she turns around, she sees no one's on her wheel. She literally stops pedaling for like three, four seconds. Yeah. And that to me suggests it was not an attack. She then is like, well, fuck, I have a gap now. I've got to go on with it. But I don't think her intention was to do that because, and they did, she did that into Corkscrew, remember? And then yeah. Chapman had yeah. to start her work earlier on Corkscrew. And so the is same that, thing sort of happened today. I recall speaking to a track rider about that specific thing on Corkscrew where it was both the motorbike that was just before Hansen that improved the draft and so forth, but. I also feel like when she's facing at the front that she just goes too hard in the first place. Or yeah. is that me thinking that? Because I first swear 30 she's... seconds are too hard. Yeah. Too surgy. Yeah. Um, well, and so, it didn't yeah, and help. so then <laughs> and Spratt kind of was just like, geez. So like, I think and Spratt wasn't on her wheel directly. So then when the Zaf rider, I think let the Zafra was like, I'm not following that before the climb. And then Spratt's like, I'm not going to close this 10-meter yeah, gap to my back. teammate. Yeah. So that was, a, a, I think, a bit of a problem because at this point now, you got to have her just do hard lead down to, into the base and just have Chapman do full gas one minute and try and launch Spratt because I don't think Spratt's winning a sprint against almost anyone in this group. Um, she has to go solo. Uh, I don't know. I think she's not as terrible as you're portraying here at sprinting. I think she can win a 1v1 sprint if, if it works out well. But it depends on who you've got with you. That's the issue. I want to look through her Palmares and see how many of them are, from, are not solo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> valid, valid. Now, I mean, they get to that I think front. there's a difference okay. though between. I agree, she was. I think there's a difference between high speed sprints and two up yeah. sprints, and yeah, I think that's, that's true. maybe a high speed sprint she's better. But yeah, that's very possible. I don't think she's got much of a chance. Anyway, Hansen gets caught. Manly gets caught after doing exactly the same thing as Hansen just after Hansen, and we're going with this group into the uh, Chalambra Crescent, and that is the second time we do that climb, and we see. 
it was kind of weird. Chapman was pacing the first two meters of the climb, and then I expected Chapman to launch Brad. But that didn't happen because someone else was launching before that. And that was Noskova, who came from his D-Works, joined Zaf now, and is actually getting pretty damn solid results. And this shows that a rider that did not necessarily get the best possibilities, opportunities at his D-Works can go to a team like Zaf and actually try and deliver the results on, on themselves here because she makes that move and it looks really strong because there's two people that can follow that. Amanda Spratt, Chapman's work is basically done at that point because Spratt has to respond herself here. And then Luz Adehist, who also responded on the first uh, Chalambra to the move by, uh, by uh, Double Hickok and Spratt earlier. So once again, the strongest, the same exact riders that were the strongest on the first Chalambra are the strongest on the second Chalambra. And we got a group of basically three riders for a tiny bit on the climb because then Noskova drops. So do you think that Noskova would have been better off just not attacking and following Spratt's move or do you think she would have dropped anyway? I think she would have been better off being a bit more conservative. Yeah, you if you're not the strongest outright favorite and you're the first to attack, you're not doing yourself any favors. And she might have got a podium result here, maybe, very maybe, if she it didn't attack right at the base and was on the wheel. Maybe she gets dropped anyway because, yes, yeah, Spratt kicks again and Ada Haste is just holding on, although she does kind of half-wheel her over the QOM point. Um, so she yeah. can't have been in <laughs> too much bother because, yeah, she came alongside her over the crest. We then have a descent down into uh, a, a quick descent and then they do the Melville climb and then it's about 6K to the finish. And Adachais doesn't pull through with a pedal stroke on that descent, which does pedaling parts of it. So Sprat flicks her, Adachais just flows through with her body weight and then immediately flicks Sprat again before Melville. Yeah. And then we have the Melville climb. And I think, I don't know, I'd have to watch her body language and pedal strokes again really closely, but I don't feel like Sprat threw in a huge attack on Melville. To me, it was a bit more like, you know, when Remco didn't attack Colbrelli on Eurochamps, when he just rode like the steadiest yeah. pace, he no, no herky-jerky. Kind of, I'm sure she was doing a hard pace, but she rode like that. Chapman's behind, doing a lot of work disrupting, marking moves, this EF behind. Yeah. And she they crest Melville. What do you think they should do here with Sprat. Sprat has added haste. I think quicker than Sprat. Maybe let's say it's 70, 30, 70, 30 out of haste in the sprint. Sprat still got a chance, but out of haste is doing 20% of the pools max, maybe less at times. How do you think Sprat should react to that? Well, I think the scenario is very difficult for the team in general because you're in a situation where you either have to out-sprint Artigast or try and attack Artigast in the run-in towards the finish line. Or you decide, oh, we're going to go and sit up and try and get a, two riders again with Chapman in the group behind. But if they do that, that's a, that's a terrible situation, in my opinion. I don't think you're going to create an, something great out of that because Chapman's not a great sprinter either compared to the, the people in that group still. So... The only solution would have been that Sprat would have attacked Artigast in certain points. But I'll be honest, I wasn't out outrageously like 
unconfident in Spratt either, in the sense that I thought there was a chance in a head-to-head that Spratt could still beat a Luz in the sprint. Like, Adeghis is not the slowest rider. She's quite fast. But I did feel like there was a chance for Spratt. So I won't say this is like the worst case choice either to try and go for the head-to-head personally. I know you disagree with that. I would agree. I would agree, except once you see Adeghis' lack of cooperation, I think that tips the probabilities too far into Adeghis' favor if Spratt effectively is going to tow her to the line. Arches yeah. did some pulls, but really Spratt did the lion's share of the work. And so yeah. I think at that point, it's like, just wait for Chapman to come back, roll attacks with two from the group, hope someone looks at each other. Stra- Chapman's a strong ruler. That I think that's going to give you a better chance because I really think, yeah, leading someone out like that, it's, you just really... You're just not going to win. <laughs> like, yeah. You won't win. You will come. You will get a podium spot. Um, but I really don't think you win like that. Is there a possibility that Spratt underrated Los Arges? Because we we got to keep in mind, Arges is only coming up as a rider in the last couple of years. If you remember, like two years ago, towards the end of 2021, she was the one that posted on Twitter that she was looking for a pro team because she didn't have a contract at that point for 2022. And then she uh, ended up riding for ICBT. Is that the correct order of that name? IBCT? Yeah, Irish it's... team. So something like that. I don't know what order the, word, <laughs> the letters are in. <laughs> but anyway, she ended up riding for that team and she ended up winning, by the way, Zwift World Championships in February last year. So that's also a, a pretty big thing, but that's also not necessarily a road result where... A Sprad would Im- immediately think, okay, that's something I need to watch out for. So, do you think that Adeghist is underrated at this point? Because she hasn't broken through yet until now. I don't think it was a disrespect thing. I think she was she was wary of Adeghist, I think. Okay. I think, and you, you see this in Men's World Tour, you'll see this same situation really often in one-day races. It almost kind of happened in Amstel Gold Race last year with Ineos. Um, except Kwiatkowski won the, the photo. But you will see teams have two of the strongest five riders and somehow they'll end up in a situation where they have one of two riders in front and their rider is doing most of the work. And so the numbers, whatever way you look at it, it's not – it's just not worked out as well as it could have. Um, yeah. And it's really hard psychologically to wait. No one ever does it. Well, like no one ever really does it unless they're like, I don't know. I mean, Stefan Kung won't do a Benji. Let's, let's say another example. Hypothetical. Kung is with Vanderpool. Yeah. No climbs left. Madouaz is in a group behind with Christophe Laporte. Or, no, Dylan Van Baal. Madouaz is in a group behind with Dylan Van Baal, 20 seconds behind. Kung should never pull, right? No, but that's different there, because here we don't have the situation that there's a faster rider behind for Trek. Chapman is not going to win that sprint in the second group. That's the difference between those two. Madouaz probably won't either. Against Van Baal? Against Van Baal and Van Der Poel. 
and Van der Poel. Ah, well, that's that, that's a big difference. <laughs> that's a big difference. Well, Van der Poel's <laughs> with with Kung ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Hmm. He'll never wait. He'll never do yeah. it. Yeah. The Someone do up a math thing. <laughs> is there an aspect? Is there an aspect of FDG being happy with a second place here? Uh, no, uh, with Trek being happy with at least a second place here in a situation that so. they're in. Ada Haste didn't give a fuck. She had ice in her veins. Let's go, there's been a long recap because I actually enjoyed discussing this finish. And listen, like if any of the Trek writers, you know, listen to the pod and disagree and and think no, there's X Y Z reason why this happened. You're wrong. Um, like I'm always open to to hearing that as well. This is just how I sort of looked at the finish. But yeah, the Green Edge, um, Jayco led group with Nina Bushman, another Dutch rider catches Chapman, who'd been doing a good job for her role marking that move behind. Arheist stops pulling, really. They stopped pulling her and Spratt with a K to go. They did have a huge gap at that point, and it started to dwindle. Spratt tries to finesse Arheist. Arheist looks at her and just starts track standing, and it's like, I will come last in this race if I have to. (laughs) <laughs> and she looks at Spratt and it goes five, four, three, two. Spratt goes back to the front <laughs> and starts soft tapping. Um, so maybe that, that's a long answer to your point, Benji, that, yeah, Adahase didn't care. Well, at least gave the appearance that she didn't care. She was happy to lose second if it meant she could win. Spratt was like, ah, we're here now. Let's not get caught. Um, and I guess Alaphilippe and Fool saying, Benji, I'm still gold race. Yeah. You can end up like them. If you finesse too or, much, so sp- Amstel, longer Rogini with was it Nivia Doma or yeah, who was it? Yeah, Amstel, exactly Nivia Doma. And then I'd probably be sitting here being like, Adahost, what an idiot <laughs> um, <laughs> with 2020 <laughs> hindsight. Um, anyway, Sprat leaves it out a little bit and then Adahost goes too early, actually. And I think if Sprat to Benji's point, which I agree here, if Sprat had been in her wheel and Adahost goes that far out. Sprat's got a chance to win this, but she wasn't, yep. and she couldn't really come alongside, and she wins the race. So, I mean, Benji started by saying this is an interesting parkour. It definitely gave me a lot to think about. So I lo- I think it was a pretty good race in the finish. Yeah, I think so as well. I um I would also like to add, when it comes to like the second group, we saw Di Francesco uh, once again attacking. Like That's one of the riders that has been so under undercover throughout the last few weeks as in the bay crits she was top 10 in those races but that's like national crits so meh australians care about that but me as a <laughs> as a premium <laughs> belgian uh <laughs> the disrespect tim earlier anyway. would get smacked in those crits <laughs> probably actually <laughs> but um fifth and fifth in the road race and itt of the of the national championships and then she ends up getting twice fourth in tour down under stages and 16 gc now fifth in this race She's also quite underrated, and she's once again from the Zaf team. So Zaf's actually got a pretty damn solid team, like the way they're acting right now. Now, can De Francesco do this in like European races? We still have to see. So I don't know. There, once again, the young riders that we mentioned in uh in Tour and Under, like Henrietta Christie, I think she won the um the white jersey, if I recall correctly, in that race. Yeah, she's once again here in that second group. Nina Bausman actually becoming a pretty damn fast rider, a quite a versatile fast rider as well. She's uh she's also prominent here getting that that final third spot. So 
I'm kind of surprised that Simone Voila was not sprinting better towards the end, but maybe she was just ruined by the climb, I'm guessing, based on that. But hey, what else do you have to offer when it comes to the sprints? Rachel Nalen, she still looks really strong. She Her result could have been better than that. Um, not her fault, but she she was in that group chasing Spratton out of haste and doing a lot of the work and wasn't getting cooperation. Roseman Gannon, you know, she's scored a lot of points already so far. Williamson, Dobel, Hickok continue to be strong. And who else do I want to point out? Ah, Claire Steele but- also was strong on Israel. She has looked good so far. She should be valuable in Europe. Roseman Gannon has scored points so far. Manly has won a stage so far. But do you think Jayco should be disappointed in their performance in the last month, knowing that they've lost Spratt and they haven't been able to deliver the same results as last year? Because I think Roseman Gannon won the Two Down Under Festival, whatever it was called. Eh? I mean, uh, you can't compare that race to to the World Tour races. Um, yeah. Yeah, should did I expect Roseman Gannon to be able to go with Black Alphaste? Kind of, to be honest. Kind of. Because she wasn't in the group she wasn't in the second group either from memory. So I would expect her to be in that second group. Um Where's Brown? Brown, yeah, she had an off day. She she like fully dropped. She came twenty first. Um and so Spratt with her second goes into that purple. Uh, UCI points leaders jersey, uh, but I guess good on Brown for communicating to Adachis to go for it because, yep. like, yeah, if you don't communicate that and then it's too late, then everyone gets mad at Remco in the twenty twenty one World <laughs> Champs um, in Leuven, right? Everything has <laughs> to get back to Remco at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything. Yeah. I mean, we'll do a San Juan recap in due course, but I had to throw that one in there. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough as well because oh, it's January. Who knows? But Adachis looks legit. I don't think this is some fluke result. She's yeah. legit. So we should expect her to be strong in the Hill Classics, Provence Pale type races but once she flies back. Who is she? Is she Dutch Chapman or... A different style of rider. Chapman. Um, <laughs> Chapman. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's just like Sorry, a hill classics, <laughs> hill classics rider. Tour de Wallonie. That sort of rider, yeah. Just a strong rider. Half decent sprint. Decent tactics. Gets over a punchy hill. Sprat must have been doing good what? Sprat ruined everyone else. So we we got to see her flesh and liege as well we got to see her in amstel flesh liege cobbles is where i see artists i don't know oh, why really? but i feel like cobbles 1k nine percent doing it with sprat in good form who did a really fast corkscrew and she didn't look too on the limit to me i mean that's tour of flanders too right like with mm-hmm. the cobbles like the climbs are not less than a minute some of the hardest ones so she uh she was in Brabant, I think, in the group with... I think she was one of the only ones that followed a Volering move at some point last year in Brabant. So, 12th. 
Last Maybe year. a mix of cobbles and hills, eh? Maybe we're just guessing the right thing, both of us, and she's going to do both. Probably, yeah. Like Lisa Longaborg, and he does every damn race pretty well. So <laughs> maybe she's that sort of rider in the future. That's a good comparable, I think. Wouldn't be a bad one to shoot for. Anyway, quite an interesting race. Uh, we'll have the men's recap tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to Zwift, as always. And we'll see you with that recap tomorrow morning Euro time. Ciao. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.